folks, welcome to the Seven Figure Network Podcast. My name is Melford Bibbins, and today I'm joined by Lance Conrad. And you guys know that one of my favorite types of guests are the guests that have worked on both sides of the fence. They've both seen incredible power and opportunity and benefit and profit from being in that industry. And they've worked on the executive side as well, both as a consultant and an owner. And that is Lance in a nutshell. He has worked every aspect of this business. I'm so excited to talk to him because you guys know that entrepreneurship doesn't just end with your company. There's a lot more you can do with the knowledge you're accruing right now. And Lance is that perfect example of this. So Lance, thanks so much for being on today, but I really appreciate it. Awesome. Super excited to be on with you, with your team. And uh, yeah, let's get to it, man. Love it, bud. So yeah, I got to ask you, because I know you've had such an interesting background. Can you just do me a favor and tell me what actually drove you into this industry in the first place? What what was that that little first thing that got you desire to go into this thing and, and basically change your life? Yeah, so uh, desperation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I always say I was the anti-network marketer. I made fun of them for a living. I live in Utah and there's like more network marketing companies in Utah than gas stations. So just pick a corner and you can pick a flavor. And uh, everybody would invite me to this this industry and I would just make fun of them and tease them and, and sometimes in front of their back, sometimes behind their back. Like, <laughs> I'm never going to do it. I'm never going to do it. And then in uh, and then in 2008, you know, the economy fell apart. Uh, I owned a staffing company. Okay. Oh. Nobody was hiring. Gas <laughs> prices were going through the roof. The the uh, real estate, I just bought a bunch of real estate that was like at, at its peak and it's all collapsing. And uh, somebody hit me at the right time and said, you got to take a look at it. And I, you know, at first I wasn't interested. And then he said, just meet my friend. He's made millions of dollars and something in my mind triggered, hey, you can always learn from a millionaire, like always learn from mm -hmm. a mentor. Yeah. And when I met with this guy, I mean, he laid out a game plan. It was a business plan. It was cities, it was states, it was countries. It was this, what you're going to do day one, week one, month one, Q one, year one. And it was like structured, organized business plan. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, that's a business. That's not like a fairy tale. I can run a business. And so I jumped in. I was the top recruiter in that billion dollar company. I hit the top ranks in one year and, uh, my career launched and it's it's an industry I've tried to get away from, but then where else can you travel the world, make friends for a living, have fun, build teams, celebrate successes. And so there's a lot to love. There's a lot to hate. And uh, I, I've always found the love is uh, much better than the bad. So I tell you, thank you so much for talking about the fact that it was the concise business plan that got you excited because I mean, you and I both, I mean, we, we were talking for a little while before the interview, before we hit the go button and, you know, both having entrepreneurial backgrounds, both being business guys way before we got into this industry, we've both seen that that's a lot of times the failing of the industry is people go out and they recruit, they promote, they do all these things, but they never actually establish a true business plan that allows the prospect to see success. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're making a dollar a month or a million dollars a month, you can see your own success, but to be able to portray that to somebody else is so powerful that, uh, you know, I yeah. love the fact that that was where you started. So, so was that, so you'd been pitched before, was that the first time that anybody actually said, okay, you're a business guy. I know I got to lay this all out for you to show you precisely how you're going to see success, just like you would treat one of your employees. Is that what kind of flipped the switch for you? Yeah. Well, first of all, this guy, <clears throat> um, my friend introduced me. And then when he got there, he shut up. So you know who this guy is. And he didn't say a word. We were there for four hours and he didn't say a word. Something to be learned there because he was a beginner. Yeah. And he got the appointment and he got the, the superstar in the room and then shut up. <laughs> uh, and then the guy said, hey, you know, what are we doing here today? 
you know, and I, I said, I don't know what we're here to talk about because I'm not doing network marketing. I'm not doing skincare. I'm not telling my friends and family we're doing network marketing or skincare. Ha! Like I thought, game <laughs> over. I shut this guy down. Now you have to remember, he's got a Audi R8 in the driveway, huge mansion, pool house, pool, soccer field. I mean, yeah. setting was pretty decent. <laughs> and the guy like leans way over in my face. And he goes, I don't know what you're here to talk about, but I'm here to make your friend a multimillionaire in the next two years. And I'm here to see if you want to go along for the ride. If not, there's seven doors, pick one. And I was like, <laughs> holy cow, nobody had ever approached me that way. I've been approached a thousand times, but I was like, all right, tell me about it. Right. Yeah. So here's one, one thing I can say is if, if somebody's been successful, learn from them. Success leaves clues. Mm -hmm. uh, the best advice I ever got out of high school, I was a poor kid in a really rich part of LA and I uh, interviewed all my friends' parents. And the wealthiest one said, hey, Lance, you know, I was asking him, how do you how do you be successful? What do I study? What do I want to do in college? And he said, it doesn't matter what industry you go into. Find a great mentor mm -hmm. and a mentor will help you navigate all the problems. You know, success leaves clues. You'll get there faster. You can be successful in any industry. And that's what I love about this industry is. What other industry do you have millionaires and multimillionaires mm -hmm. teaching you how to do it? And, and so this is where I was at. This guy had a game plan. He had a strategy. He'd made 20 plus million dollars. He was going to teach me how, and I'm listening. I'm like, okay, yeah. pay attention. Yeah. This is not, and you get a couple people and then you just get rich. No, this is like a real business. This is like, yeah. hey, let's run a business. City, yeah. states, countries, market share, distribution channels. Let's go. Yeah. Now, when you see that guy pitch somebody who wasn't, when you're getting started again, I, I know you're doing your own thing, but let's go back to the, you know, the very day one. When you saw, saw that guy pitch somebody who wasn't an entrepreneur like you, who yeah. didn't see the vision, did he pitch differently or did he still pitch from that same angle? You know, uh, he was an interesting cat because uh, he didn't always read the room super well. He was, was always wondering. intense and over the, the top. But here's mm -hmm. what I got out of it. I didn't always appreciate the approach. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes he killed a room. Um, but because he was the expert, because he was the millionaire and because I was the mentee and I was learning, mm -hmm. I would always take my chances with him Yeah. then on my own or with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the truth was I was about, I was about making millions of dollars. I was going to make millions of dollars and I was looking for partners that wanted to make millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And if people weren't motivated by that kind of intensity mm -hmm. he'd kill him early and that was okay with me it was like okay well i only need one or two people at a time that i could go launch real teams and markets with mm -hmm. and if you're not that person i'll find somebody who is oh man i love it it's, it's I, I appreciate you saying that and you, that's I, I hate talking about myself on these things but you guys we were talking about this before that that's the model that conchetta and i always use was that's why we went for b2b that's why we went yeah. for businesses you know we didn't want to waste our time with people that didn't have hundreds of built-in clients that yeah. needed your product i mean it just made no sense to us to sign up aunt matilda if she might buy a bottle of something and then never hear from her again but she's angry at me because i sold her that thing i'd rather sell a business that i know can be profitable from it and have their customers look at them happily because they sold them something they need. So, man, I'm, I'm so glad we got to talk about this point. Um, you are a master recruiter. So I want to spend some time talking about that because that was your background. 
you know, it's yeah. it's almost like this guy was, you know, so smart to think about the fact that, all right, this guy is, you know, he's basically a, a staffing dude. So he's got to know how to recruit people. So he's got to, you had to know both sides of the equation. You had to know not only to get the person that you needed to staff, but then the, the businesses you had to put them into. That's a lot of research and a yeah. lot of recruiting. So how did you apply that aspect of your prior knowledge to this business to grow so quickly? Because I mean, you know, going to the top of the industry or uh, the top of the pay plan in a year, that's an anomaly. How the heck did you do it, brother? Yeah, so I mean, I, I did take some of my recruiting acumen and I stick to what I'm good at, mm -hmm. right? And so, um, you know, a lot of what I've done in the last couple of years, we've done online, we've done on social media, we've done ad tag message groups, we've done uh, Instagram and TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at those things. <laughs> I, I don't enjoy them. I'm not great at them. I have friends that are. And so when I see that I need something for my business, I go recruit it. So I go find people that are experts. I partner with people that are experts at Facebook, experts at Instagram, experts at TikTok. Um, and I have fantastic partners that do those things with me and we do them together and I provide content and they provide technology and we work together to create solutions. So you don't have to be great at everything, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, when people get into this business, there's always somebody that wants to know the science of the product yeah. and they want to know all the chemistry and how it works and da, 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 and they're going to research it and they're going to find contradictions and this and that and the other thing. And guess what? I couldn't care less, but I do set those people up and give them a pedestal and have them create videos and funnel people to them. And so I have my science team. I have my mm -hmm. tech team. I have my, so I'm running a business. And if I'm going to run an international and global business, yeah. then I need business partners. If I'm going to go into uh, Central and South America, fantastic. I need people que hablan español mm -hmm. that can speak the language for me. Same with Asia and, and ideally fantastic partners that live there because mm -hmm. I don't want to live there, right? I don't want to live in Malaysia. I don't want to live in Japan. And I need somebody that can run that country for me. So mm -hmm. I do run it as a business. I am looking at distribution channels. I'm looking at strategic partners. And when I recruit, I'm recruiting strategic partners to run my business. Mm -hmm. There's a purpose. There's a plan. There's a strategy. And people gravitate towards that or they don't. But at least when we meet, they realize, hey, this guy's going somewhere. And usually if, if somebody feels like you're going somewhere, yeah. they're going to say, take me with you. Like, how do I get to play? Like, how do we get to play together? Amen. So the, the more I get into the industry, the less I recruit. But the more I get from each of my recruits. And what I mean is mm. I'm finding partners. My partners bring teams. My teams grow. And, and so I don't have to recruit. When I started, I recruited a thousand people. Now I recruit. 10 people to get 10,000 people wild or something like that. And so um, it's changed, but that doesn't, you know, you have to start somewhere. You can't start like that. Mm -hmm. What's the secret to finding those perfect partners? I mean, you're, you, you know, you're a sniper. You're, you're a laser focused sniper on finding that perfect person that can add to the team. How are you finding them? Yeah. So um, I, I, so I've been in the industry for a long time uh, and I collect people. And so uh, in my phone, I, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of people, but my guess is I have a thousand people in there that have made $100,000 a year or more. Mm -hmm. And they have a designation in my phone. So I know who they are mm -hmm. and where they live and what they've done. And I try to stay in touch with them. And if I like them, you know, if I really thought, man, that, that guy was impressive, then um, I find reasons to be a part of their life, you know, follow up with their family. What's going on with their business? How can I help you? Can I send people your way? Can I do things for you? Why? Because 
I don't know. It's not a good fit for us right now, mm -hmm. but someday I want to be in business with you. Yeah. And so my best recruits, you know, people are like, how did you get that guy? Well, <laughs> I made friends with them and 10 years later, bam, <laughs> right. it was an overnight. Exactly. You know, it's like, so people think, oh, I want to go recruit. I had somebody reach out to me. It was very cute. It was fairly new in network marketing and, you know, tried to recruit me. And I said, well, I, I'm, I've started my own business and I'm having success. And they kept trying to recruit me. And then they're like, well, how do you recruit people like you? And I'm like, just make friends, find out, you know. If you're recruiting customers, if you're recruiting new people, if they're first timers, hey, you tell them about your product, you tell them what you're doing, you get, to, you get excited, they get excited, they buy. Mm -hmm. If you're recruiting people from in the industry, it's a timing thing. Yeah. And Mel, you're in XYZ company and you're killing it. I'm not going to try to recruit you. I'm going to yeah. cheer you on. I'm going to like be your big fan. I'm going to tell you how great you are. Yes. Now, Mel, I call you back in six months and we're staying in touch and we're, we're and you're like, dude, the ownership changed. The comp plan changed. My teams have changed. Mm. Ding, 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 ding. I'm like, oh my gosh, Mel, I just launched this new product or I just launched this new company and we'd be perfect together. We should launch, you know? And that's when you recruit somebody is when they're giving you signals that they're not happy where they're at anymore. If they're happy, be their friend, cheer them on. What I, I, my biggest pet peeve is when somebody like doesn't ask questions, they don't find out who they're talking to, they don't find out what's going on in their business, or even worse, they attack, oh, you're in that company? Oh, oh let me tell you how bad your company is. I'm like, oh. are you retarded? Like the first thing people, somebody's gonna do when you attack is they're gonna defend. Yeah. You know, and 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 haterade has never created a culture. It's never built a business. Mary Kay didn't build by attacking Amway or Newskin didn't build by attacking Mary Kay. Yeah. They would build by talking about something way better. It's so great. Let me tell you how great my thing. What about this? I don't care about this. Let me tell you how great mine is. Yeah. Stick to that story. Your team, your company, your product, your comp plan. What's got you so excited that you just can't wait to tell people about it? And that, if that story is not good enough, then that you're not going to get that person. Move on. Anybody who's watching this, if they just listen to that, learn when to recruit somebody in network marketing properly. That was worth this entire interview. So thank you for that. That was a, that's an incredible point because people don't talk about that, man. I mean, you know, yeah. that's like and nowadays you just it's it's being taught over and over again. You know, just spam wildly. You know, shotgun, yeah. shotgun, shotgun. You know, who cares what they say back as long as they say something back, kind of deal. Ugh, it, it's just repugnant to me. But uh, anyway, yeah. so let's flip the coin for a second because we both know that massive success doesn't just come from recruiting; it comes from retention, right? So let's talk about your retention strategies. And, and the reason I'm saying that is because you grew so fast. You know, that, that's one aspect of this business that you see a lot of folks leave the business because they see this incredible success, they grow like maniacs, and then they do nothing for attention, they just drop right back down again, and all of a sudden their check's $1,000 a month and went, you know, I was making 20 grand a month last month, and now I'm making a grand. What the heck happened? You know, so what has been your retention strategies, plural, over these yeah. last, and from the beginning, yes, but I'd love to know even more so over these last few years, because I'm sure you've grown like a maniac over these last few years. I mean, anybody yeah. that's got it dialed in has just gone crazy over the last four years. So how have you been able to hold your attention in place for, you know, when you're working in the industry to keep folks happy, smiling, coming back and appreciating what you're teaching them? So, <clears throat> okay. As a networker, your job is to bring, tell the story recruit the people, build the teams, get people in the door. 
My personal opinion is that the company's job is to keep them there, Ooh. to recognize them, to incentivize them, to um, you know, incentive, you know, give uh, prizes, rewards, retention, what have you. Now, does that always happen? In fact, frequently companies don't get that at all. Like they're just like, oh, well, just go get more people. You mean you lost ten thousand people? Oh, that's your problem. Go get more people. You know, like. Are you kidding me? Do you know how hard, how few people can actually get 10,000 people in the door, 100,000 people? Like that's, those are market movers. Those are unicorns. And to tell them, oh, just go get more or we'll fix it or we'll make it better. So, you know, customer service has got to be on par. You know, the um, uh, recognition, celebration, all of those things are there. So if your company is not doing that, um, pay attention. Now, as a leader that's run large teams around the world, you know, that have done $100 million plus a year, uh, celebrate your leaders. So here's the next thing that I would tell you as a leader, there's sort of a pro progression. First, you're a follower. You need to be a good follower, to be a good learner, to be a good earner, to become, um, you know, the top of your company. Yeah. So learn first. And I was always a, an alpha and it was very, very difficult. My first company to bite my tongue and take mm -hmm. uh, reproach and sit in the back and not, but I did because I wanted to pay my dues and I wanted to be on stage and I wanted to do it right. And then I wait my turn. And so I did. Um, then you become a leader and typically become a leader of followers. Mm -hmm. Second, you're going to get a bunch of customers. You're going to get a bunch of people in the door. You're going to get a bunch of people that are Mel disciples, Melford wannabes. They, you know, they're going to shave their hair bald like you and I, they're going to uh, start wearing glasses. They're going to wear your shirt. They're going to be like, whatever you're doing, I'm in, yeah. let's go. Right. The next phase is to become a leader of leaders. Mm -hmm. And that almost takes a step where you're like, okay, I'm the guy. <laughs> I showed up. I arrived. Let's go. But now you've got to take a step back. Mm -hmm. and create a vacuum you need to create room for your people to be on stage for your people to shine for your people to create their own teams to create their own platforms to create their own systems and let them be superstars and so as my career has progressed more and more it's about featuring my my partners pushing them on stage celebrating their successes i've gone into rooms with you know thousands of people that were all on my team and half of them didn't know who I was. And that was actually a cool thing because wow. we built teams around other leaders that they followed and worshiped and, and were, were, you know, a part of that team. And people thought that that was an accident or you get lucky or what have you, but no success leaves clues. And if you really want massive success, you need massive leaders running their own teams, running their own countries, running their own meetings, not dependent on you. Yeah, love it. Hey, you just gave me the perfect transition because we were talking about how companies should drive retention. Uh, you launched your own company, and obviously, we're not here to make it a commercial. But I want to hear you talk about it. I want to hear, you know, a what took you from the industry to starting your own company, and then let's talk a little bit about Govia. I want to hear what you got going on. Yeah. It's the coolest thing in the world for me to see somebody who's successful in this company and then figured out, all right, I'm just doing it myself because I can do it better. So please, to, could you tell me the story about that? Well, and it, it is a good segue because uh, in my last company, they they did um, zero recognition. Ah, they, they did zero rank advancement, you know, type 
events. They did almost no events and the customer service was terrible. And so if you have no customer service, you have no recognition and you have uh, no respect for the marketers, then those marketers won't stay. And so they won't way they wouldn't, they kept turning over, turning over, turning over. And it got to a point where it was like, okay, this has got to change. You can't just keep beating your head against the the wall. And Mm -hmm. so I tried to buy the company Um, that fell apart at the 11th hour. And uh, that that owner said, you should just start your own. You'd probably fail. All right. So (laughs) I started my own company. And uh, you know what? I mean, success leaves clues. Uh, Our first three weeks, we did over a million dollars in sales. Mm. Um, In our first two months, we've had over 40 people hit the top rank of our comp plan. Wow. And we have such amazing, talented marketers, promoters, um, so I launched a company called Govi. Um, it is a, this is the product right here. This, this is it. This is a fuel tablet. There's five tablets in this, uh, in this package. And uh, you put it in your um, vehicle, gas or diesel, when you fill up. And the cool thing about it is it's, a, it's an octane booster. It'll have your engine burn cleaner. It'll have your engine produce less emissions. So your engine will, um, you know, be greener yeah. and it will get you 10, 15, even up to 20% better gas mileage. So it saves you money. Mm-hmm. And right now in this economy, oh. this is such a ridiculous, no brainer, zero friction product. It works. The technology won the Nobel prize in the seventies. It's been around for decades. Um, it's been proven, you know, in over a billion vehicles globally it works. It's awesome. And you don't have to build a business with me to make money or save money because everybody saves money. Everybody mm-hmm. wins. Yeah. And so that's, uh, we looked at that and said, perfect product, perfect for the economy, perfect timing. Let's go create a zero friction type business where everybody wins. So we're, uh, Govi is an e-commerce subscription company. Okay. I think like Dollar Shave Club or yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, e-commerce subscription company with a rewards program. Mm-hmm. And we have viral videos and we have landing pages and we have uh, testimonial groups. And um, mm-hmm. even though we've been around for two months, uh, our our team has been doing this at a professional level for 40 years. And yeah. uh, it looks like a, a billion dollar type company. I mean, uh, love it, man. I'm so awesome. happy for you. And I tell you, 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 you typify when people say entrepreneurs don't depend on luck, because I guarantee people watching this right now, like, oh, you're so lucky. Gas prices just went through the roof, blah, blah, blah. They don't realize you've been working on this for way longer than you were working on this when gas prices were cheap. I mean, people people don't think back to these things that, you know, there is no entrepreneurial crystal ball. You just have foresight from so many years of experience figuring out where the market's going. So I I love the product. I love the line. And thanks so much for for introducing it to everybody. So uh, let's go ahead. And I want to transition on that really quick because I've made millions and millions of dollars, most of it in nutrition. Mm. Nutrition's a passion of mine. I do ultra trail marathons. I do. I exercise every single day. I love, love Mm -hmm. nutrition. But you don't, everybody says, oh, I gotta, I gotta love it. I gotta swear by it. I gotta be, you know, it's gotta be. No, the best product isn't the one you like the best. The best product is the one that the market is demanding. Thank you. And (laughs) you know what? My first company, I was selling skincare, selling facials at 30. I mean, that's, if anything, embarrassing. But the product was selling. 
Yeah. So, oh, but I have to use the product. I never used the product, mm -hmm. but the people wanted the product. Yes. Right. And so like, stop thinking like a customer and start thinking like a business owner. Mm -hmm. At one time, I don't know anymore, but at one time, the CEO of Burger King was a vegetarian. Oh, get out. What a riot. I never but that's okay. It's a business, right? And do people want burgers and fries? Yes. Can I, can I market and sell them? Yes. Then do I have to eat them? No. Exactly. And so you got to be looking at and say, well, I love this nutrition. You know, I love this skincare. I love this. Yes. But are the people beating down your doors and wanting to buy it from you? Mm -hmm. Then maybe that's not the product you should be selling. Yes. You know what? You got to go look at and say, hey, do I have a demand for my product or am I forcing it down people's throats? Mm -hmm. Well said. And, and that's the thing. So you want a product that delivers more value than cost. Yeah. I think our industry is full of great products mm -hmm. that are largely overpriced. So make sure you've got a great product at a fair price. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then look at it and say, is, there, is the market demanding this product or am I trying to create a market for a product? Yeah, beautiful. That was good stuff right there. Thank you. Hey, uh, one of my favorite questions because of the weirdness of what's going on with the economy and whatnot is if you had to restart today, no list, no nothing, just just you, you know, still you with all your you know business acumen and whatnot. If you were restarting today, what is the first one, two, three things you would do? Yeah, so um The, the first thing that I was told, and I'm going to share a story, so I pulled a uh, prop out. <laughs> so the first thing I was told is I needed to make a list. And I'm like, oh, crap, this is where this starts. 200 people, da, 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 da. Let's go spam the list. Go talk to the list. I'm like, I, and back in those days, I had a flip phone with 10 names in it. And I was told, <laughs> hey, you need a list of five people. Your fave five. These are the people that are, you're going to call, um, you know, your car breaks down in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, so you, you lose a loved one and you need somebody to help with the yep. kids or whatever, you know, like you, these are the, they love you. They're just going to support you. Like start with the five, like you got to start with yeses. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the sure things. Everybody's like, I don't want to talk to the sure thing until I've proven myself. Well, you got to put the, can't. that's putting the cart before the horse, right? You got to start with some people that just love you and support you and they think you're crazy and, and what have you. And so um, I would tell you, make a list of five. Tell them what your goals are. Share with them your plan. You know, if you don't have a plan, you don't have goals, you don't have a business. Mm -hmm. So go back and make a plan, make a goals. Wait, I don't have a plan because I don't know how to do it. And that's most people in this industry. They want to do it, mm -hmm. but they don't know how. So you need to find how. And if you don't have that person teaching you, find that person, right? Mm -hmm. um, I've been told uh, many times uh, when the student is willing, the teacher will appear. Maybe you haven't found that person because you haven't been willing. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then I would share your goals over and over and over again. So I'd share the product, I'd share the comp plan, and I'd share your goals and I'd ask them to join. And so in my company, my first company, not my current company, uh, my goal is to be Blue Diamond in a year. Mm -hmm. Blue Diamonds in that company were making $512,000 a year on average, I remember. <laughs> and so I went home and I found a glass Blue Diamond like this. Mm -hmm. And I put it in my pocket. And I carried it with me every day for a year. Huh. And it wasn't to show. It was actually pretty big and a little uncomfortable. It was just to remind me I was going to do whatever it takes to hit my goal. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Now, I didn't show the blue diamond, but I told people every day, hey, I joined this company. It's got this comp plan. We're selling this product. I've got a great mentor. I'm going to be making a half a million dollars a year in one year. And I want you to go with me. I want you to, I don't even care if you do it or not. It's big enough. You got to go look at it. Mm -hmm. And then you give me, you know, and that's a, a big thing I learned from uh, my partner at the time was Rob Sperry. And he said, look, take the pressure away. I don't care if you do it or not. Mm -hmm. It's big enough. You got to look at it. So I never asked for a favor. I never begged. I never tricked somebody into a meeting. I was like, if I had to do any of those things, I don't want to be in that business. I always set my goals and I shared my goals and they were high goals, but mm -hmm. they were big enough goals that I had to hit by taking people with me. Yeah. And that was the invitation is look, Mel, I'm doing this with or without you. Mm -hmm. But if you go with me, we'll go to the top together. Yeah. Now, the end of that story is uh, I hit Blue Diamond at midnight, 365 days after I started. Get out. And I shared that goal thousands of times that year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did it in one year. So yeah. uh, I was the top recruiter. and It was a, a billion dollar company. And I, I don't say the name or anything, but they sponsor the Utah Jazz and their name rhymes with shoe skin. So <laughs> we won't go into like who, gotcha. but um, but it wasn't a company that was super popular in the U.S. at the time. Yeah. And uh, we we crushed it right here in the U.S. and and then went from there. So love it, man. All right. So I, I think I know the answer to this, or at least I know part of it. But I got to ask you, what is your six month goal? So um, my company, uh, my goal is to have 100,000 people on my team mm. uh, by the end of the year, a million people, a million subscribers in our business. It's a little bit different model because it's mm. uh, text-based, it's video-based, it's, you know, it's such an easy sale, it's e-commerce-based. Um, our goal is to have a million promoters or subscribers by the end of next year mm -hmm. and uh, to do uh, well over 100 million in sales. Brilliant. From startup to over a hundred million, and uh, that might seem like a lofty goal, but uh, we did it faster than that in my last company. Well, you are a man who uh, matches up to lofty goals, and that says something about you. But it also says something about the way you learned. That you learn that if you don't have these lofty goals, you're just never going to hit them, and you're certainly not going to excite anybody around you. So, hey, uh, Lance, thanks so much for being on today. Did, did you want to say anything else before we? No, we that, that was great. Okay. No, thanks so much for being on today. I mean, this has been great, man. Like literally like gold nugget after gold nugget after gold nugget. Uh, you even gave a little bit of scripting, which I, <laughs> which I know just comes out so naturally for you. You probably didn't even feel you're doing it, but I guarantee people are going to change their game from what they heard of this interview. So, you know, first and foremost, congratulations on the new company. I'm so proud you. of you. You got to be proud of yourself. I mean, it's just amazing to to make that leap and that accomplishment. And uh, you and I are going to do a uh, another interview in a few months because I want to see how things are going with Gobi. Oh, that'd be awesome. Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks, Lance. I appreciate it. Have a great day, my friend. Yep. Have a great one. Thanks all for watching. Thanks. Bye-bye.